So you've come here for the truth. Well, we've got the truth and nothing but the truth. Here are your hosts, Robert A. Bianchi and David J. Bruno. Welcome to WMTR Radio. It's nothing but the truth with your hosts, Bob Bianchi and Dave Bruno, two lawyers from New Jersey, but they've not a show about law, mostly. It's about mindset, and we have had some amazing guests on the show, and yet we have another one. Yeah, Todd Speciali, my man, one of a mutual friend of mine, and I had the pleasure of meeting Todd through one of my good friends here. And what a story Todd has climbing the ladder of success and also helping others. You know, rising from humble beginnings, Todd has carved a niche for himself as a renowned sales expert, a motivational guru who doesn't just talk the talk, but walks the walk. As a two-time best-selling author, his words have guided many to find their path in the competitive world of sales. As the founder of CEO of Make Sales Great Again, Todd has revolutionized how sales, leadership, and mindset are taught, bringing integrity and authenticity back into the fold. His upcoming book, Make Sales Great Again, The Sales Bible, promises to be a game changer in the world of sales education. He shared the stage with Aston Kutcher, Les Brown, and a number of high-profile men on stage, men and women on stage. Todd, it is such a pleasure to have you, and thank you for coming on, Nothing But The Truth. Hey, man, I'm honored to be here. I've done a bunch of these things. It's always nice to see new faces, and uh, I'm, I'm here to serve. <laughs> I love it. Well, I want to go right to, I, I know this impressive resume. The first thing that came up with me is I love the titles of your books, like Make Sales Great Again, The Sales Bible. Um, so we have all spectrums covered there. But uh, something in, in the resume uh, that I looked at was Minds of Those Willing to Grow. And and this is, I think, probably, it, it's not in there for no reason. I, I Can you please discuss with us what you mean by that? And I, I think we say the same thing as trial attorneys. If you have the mind to grow, if you have the willingness to grow, um, you may not necessarily have the je ne sais quoi to be the number one, but you're going to move in that direction. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, listen, you know, over the past two decades, you know, my journey has been difficult. And I always tell people my story is not harder than yours and vice versa. You're hard, maybe. You know, I uh, couldn't uh, go on vacation this year. You know, maybe that's hard the way you grew up. And my heart, maybe I didn't have Christmas presents for 12 years and grew up in uh, housing where I was the minority in the neighborhoods and got my ass kicked every day for quite some time. Right. Everybody's hard is hard equal to what they think is hard. Right. So I feel like when people judge other people's stories, well, I've had a way worse life than you. You really can't do that because you don't know what they've gone through or where the history of that heart came from. Right. So when I talk about people and those willing to change or those willing to make a difference in their own personal lives, it's like you can give people all the tools of success, right? My company does consulting. When we go out there and we uh, give great information to organizations, it comes back with a 100% money back guarantee. We've never refunded a dollar yet, thank God. But I will tell you that we charge a lot of money, thirty dollars to $50,000 to stay in two days locked in a room with organizations doing business deep dives with a guy that looks like this. Tattoos all over my body, everywhere you see it. That's what I look like. Who would think that I would run, you know, seven and close to an eight figure organization, right? Not many just by looking at me if you ran into me in bar. I can tell you this though, all the tools we give these organizations, they can either use the tools 
to climb the ladder to success, or they don't use the tools and continue to stay where they are, right? That's stagnancy. So what I meant by that is that people have to be open to listening and learning. I learned something from kids. I learned something from someone that has been in my business for one day, equally as much as I learned from someone that may have been in my business for 30 years. My mindset is so open to learning, no ego, no pride, no arrogance, that it's given me the ability to be able to grow. And some people let pride, ego, and arrogance get in the way because they might think that you might not look the part. You may not have the resume they're looking for that is strategic to corporate values instead of mine being more of the street sense and how I learned how to negotiate growing up in a pool hall and running illegal poker games for a decade. I can tell you stories that will blow your mind. But the truth is, you have to be open to learning. You have to be open to listening. So you can have all the tools. I can lay them right down in front of you. They always say, you you know, you pray to God and you say, God, I want a better life. I want my company to do extraordinary things. And then when it doesn't happen like this, you get frustrated, but you didn't realize God gave you access to people that would give you that extraordinary business. God gave you access to the tools. You just never used them. God gave you access to people that could help build your brand and your business. You just never went out and used them. So you have to see it. You have to believe in it. And then you have to make the moves according to those beliefs. Todd, let me ask you, when, when you're doing, I'm sure your company does uh, a level of intake, uh, you charge appropriate fees for the skills and experiences that you're delivering, the possibility of significant growth and change and, and well-being emotionally and everything that goes along with that. Um, do you ever get on a call? I do this as a lawyer, a sales call, where I say, I really don't care how much money the person has. I don't want to represent them because their mindset is not in a space where the, what we have to offer will be either appreciated or utilized. 100%. See, the, the thing that people miss is that your brand, whether it's, I'm not talking social media and everything else, I'm talking me as a person, Todd Special, MSGA, my Make Sales Great Again brand, is the most important thing to me. We've turned down, I've turned down, just to be uh, very blunt with you, more stages in 2023 than I actually spoke on. I spoke about 16 times last year, but I turned down more stages because of the people that were at the event that I knew weren't good people, weren't doing the right thing. And I think that's important for people to say in, in business as well. We've turned down hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions at this point, of money and contracts with people that we knew just weren't going to really take what we had to offer or their character wasn't in a place or integrity wasn't in a place where we wanted to work with them. For instance, um, I do a lot of timeshare training for timeshare organizations. Uh, you know, two, early 2000s, mid 2000s, we broke every record in that business and built sales team after sales team after sales team and went on to do some consulting for some very large Fortune 500 organizations. The problem with that is that there are a lot of thieves and there are a lot of liars, hence the name Make Sales Great Again. That's what created the title of my organization. And they were lying to earn rather than selling to serve. And I think that at that point, if the hierarchy above, and I don't like using above or below, but within the hierarchy up the corporate ladder uh, is okay with that, then that's not a company I'm going to do business with. I want to deal with integrity-based individuals that are selling from honesty, that are trying to help make sales great again and get back to the core of what sales really is, and that's serving people. So yes, I have turned on a ton of business because they just weren't the right fit, for sure. Can I just ask one question? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, because you, you piqued my curiosity. I don't know if our audience is going to understand stages. Um, Dave and myself have been to some event with stages. We've spoken on stages. Um, and these are events I assume you're referring to where uh, high-level people like yourself and very successful people will get up on a stage um, and they'll be presenting to a number of people and they'll be pitching product services and things of that nature. Talk to us, uh, how can 
people like myself, Dave, and others know the difference between those who are doing the right thing and those who are just doing it to get the money but not deliver the product? Yeah, don't ever say yes to anything unless you've vetted the person and the product or service first, number one, okay? Because you get pumped up these events. I can go into, I spoke when I was, you know, I spoke with Les Brown several times, but we were at a, an event in Tampa and I just happened to know a couple of people that were at the event and I didn't know they were going to be there. And there was two keynote spots, okay? Usually when you're in an all-day event, there's the noon before lunch keynote spot and then there's the closing keynote spot. Why well, had the noon before lunch? Les had the closing keynote spot, right? I got up on stage and I always promised my dad before he passed away that I always be honest and true to my brand and myself. And uh, I sure did that day. So long story short, there's people in the back room that were offering, you know, these coaching packages that were 20, 30, 40, $50,000 real estate package and mindset package and personal coaching and personal branding. And they were offering financing at 20% interest and, you know, telling me that they had people's best interests at hand. And I knew a couple of them and they, let's just say without naming names, they were uh, not following through with what their promise was. So I got up on stage and as I'm getting ready to get off and I even said, there's 4,000 people at the event. I even said to everybody, I said, hey, listen, I said, make sure you vet me. Make sure you vet everyone. And I don't sell from the stage ever, by the way. I feel like if you do enough, a good enough job and, and you know, you practice what you teach through integrity-based things, that people will come to you if they feel like they're interested or peak of curiosity in what you do for a living. I never sell from stage. Some people do. Nothing wrong with it. Just not my thing. But there's a lot of people selling from stage. And I said, hey, before you make a decision to work with me or anybody else in here, I know for a fact there are people at this event right now that are blatantly robbing people. <laughs> I said it on stage. And the whole crowd was looking around and there's a clip of it on YouTube. And I said, how many people like real and i and there are people like oh, God, i didn't hear you how many people like real and the whole crowd goes real and i was just like well guess what the speaking business this stage right here is one of the most shysting businesses on the planet and you've got to be really careful who you work with that's mm -hmm. why i say take at least 30 to 60 days to vet every single person get references get referrals get their book of business have them you know kind of vet that person have more than one conversation with them get get a contract in writing what everything says before you move forward because sometimes those events I can get those 4,000 people so pumped up, you guys, that I can get them signed up as soon as they walk out the building. They're coming out, taking pictures of me, or come off stage. I can tell them, hey, no money down programs. I'll do it zero interest for the next six months. And none of these people are doing it. Give me 500 bucks down. We'll make it work. I can do all that. I can do the negotiation part. What I'll never do is lie to someone. I want people to vet me. I've had people come to me and say, I want to sign up for a $30,000 deep dive. And I said, I honestly, that's not going to happen until we get on a Zoom call with me and my business partner. We actually see if we're equally a good fit for one another. So you can vet it pretty easily by references, referrals, stuff like that. But the most important thing is, are they just going to take your money the minute you say yes? I've never done that, not one time in my life, and I never will. I want to get to know people. I want to get to be, meet them, and I want them to know me before you move forward. So that would be my, obviously, golden rule before you say yes to anything from a stage presence. Yeah, Dave, we've literally been at events where they have people set up in the back where they say, if you don't sign up today, then this deal is over, and people yeah. fly to those tables. I mean, it happens. They build up that atmosphere, right? I mean, I think now's a good time to take our break. Uh, we got about a minute left, but let's throw it on the other side. Todd, just awesome, as expected. We'll see you after the break. You're listening to WMTR Radio. So about the truth. Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno, every Saturday at 1030. We'll be right back. At the Bianchi Law Group, our team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys specialize in criminal defense and domestic violence cases. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today. 
Welcome back to WMTR Radio. Something about the truth. Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno. I tell you, man, Todd really, uh, you know, gave a great lesson out there, Dave, because there are a lot of people we've talked about that we feel the practices are predatory. Yeah, and you you spoke before we took our break about your dad um, and how I know your goal is to make him proud. Let's talk a little bit about him and how he's made an impact on your life. Well, don't get it twisted, you guys. I'll, uh, I will I cry when uh, someone wins American Idol because I'm Italian, uh, Irish, and I'm sure that you guys know about that. But I'll fight everybody in the room while I'm doing this. So, <laughs> talk about my dad. I get emotional always. My dad, God rest his soul, passed away uh, in July 25th, 7.31 p.m., 2017. And I have the stopwatch on my arm here, which represents that date and time. But I'll tell you that, you know, my father – whether he know, I know he knows it looking down now, but he was the catalyst to me really changing myself and who I was. You talk about this show being about mindset. You talk about it like changing your attorneys and it's not just about law and it's not, it's about mindset. Well, here's the thing. In order to shift your mindset, usually it takes something catastrophic to happen in, in your life to go, oh shit, I got to change, right? And if I don't change, I'm going to die. Well, that was me. Uh, I ran illegal card games for a decade. I would rent the, I don't know if you guys seen the movies, Molly's game, but I was the guy that was renting the penthouses with security and waitresses and armed guards and all this crap over hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table at one time. I did it for 10 years of my life and we would move every six months. And after getting robbed at gunpoint to fast forward to the story, uh, three times, by the third time, I lost everything. People I used to give credit to, people I used to help on the books, wouldn't lend me a dollar because they knew they had no form of income when I was making five, ten thousand dollars a week, you know, tax free. Thought it was cool, had no life, had no credit, uh, didn't own anything, thought it was really cool. It wasn't. And when I lost all that, I was depressed, locked myself in a room. Uh, my first wife and I split up, um, and I was depressed for a full year. All I ever did, guys, I shit you not, was sleep 12 hours a day, cry the other eight, you know, and then I'll be up for four hours and just not cry. And I remember I was always afraid to like call my parents because my parents, the way they grew up, I always say they're the richest people in love, but they just weren't in finance. So I didn't want to be like them finance wise. I wanted to be like them in every other fashion, the way they loved, the way they were as parents, et cetera. Cause again, we didn't grow up with much. And I remember mindset shift for me, two pivotal moments in my life was I'm laying in bed one day and I'm just completely drunk and uh, I'm renting this tiny room. It's a 10 by 10 room. And this is literally early 2000s. It wasn't too long ago. And I remember looking at this picture next to my desk after being absolutely depressed where I couldn't afford gas to drive 12 miles to see my kids when we were split up between my ex-wife and I. And uh, then my car gets repossessed, all this crazy stuff. Fast forward. I'm sitting in that bed crying my eyes out, drunk as hell, blaming the entire world, looking up at God saying, why me, why me, why me? And I, as cliche as it sounds, I looked at the picture and there was my daughters there, Avery and Addison were there and I held it to my chest and I said, this isn't the life that I promised you. And the very next day I got up after, you know, uh, trying to blame the world. And I went out and started literally laying bricks with a company called Labor Ready. I uh, started earning money. I was making 400 bucks a week. And I had to make that shift to change. And it was you, and it was literally because of my daughters. I always say my daughters raised me, not the other way around. And the reason is, is because if I keep doing this, am I the example to my daughters that they want to see? They want to say my dad's depressed, crying all the time, laying in bed, ran illegal car games for a living, constantly blaming the world. It's always the woe me story. Well, they helped me. That was a pivotal time in my life to get up and actually go out and get a job. Second time, fast forward, uh, 2017, day before my dad passes away, you know, he's laying in his deathbed in a facility, uh, you know, 
trying to make him comfortable and i will tell you in hospice and i'm laying next to my dad dad and he is they have him drugged up his eyes are closed and i'm holding his arm my dad always said son you know you have a voice for speaking and i don't mean just the sound of it i mean like you have a voice you've been through a lot right you need to share your story with people and i'm sorry as dads always say i couldn't give you gifts at christmas i couldn't do all this stuff i couldn't give you as much as we ever wanted whatever he says, you know, you, you need to speak. I want you to speak, son. And then I wrote the book, The Things I Do Know, just like everybody else is procrastinating, procrastinating, procrastinating. And all of a sudden, you know, my dad uh, uh, gets me to write that book in 30 days. And here's how it happened. I'm laying next to his bed. I'm holding his arm like this. He's drugged up. Uh, I don't know if he hears me or not. His eyes are completely closed. And I said, and I'm crying. I'm like, dad, I promise you, I'm going to finish the book, The Things I Do Know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get on stage. I'm going to tell my story. And I'm going to try to impact people's lives. I'd never been on a stage before that. I'd spoke for sales teams and stuff like that because I had some decent success. And uh, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I love you. And it took this. Mm. Two squeezes. Now, I get emotional now every time I tell that story because here's the thing. Those two squeezes changed my life forever. Okay. My dad died the very next day. Wow. I feel like he waited for me to give confirmation that I'm going to start actually finishing things and change my life. And that's a mindset shift. That was something catastrophic that happened in my life that elevated me. And it was like that kick that I needed. And boy, did it ever help. In 30 days, I finished the book, The Things I Do Know. It was on top of Amazon charts with Grant Cardone, Russell Brunson, all that stuff for I don't know, nine months on Amazon. I self-published it. There was a bunch of misspelling and it was it was just crazy, but we had all the success. Three months later, I have a, an event that I put together at Dr. Phil's Performed Art Center in Orlando. 300 people filled the room. It was awesome. All friends and family lost my posted some video footage of it. And then people started reaching out that heard me speak. And that's how I got on stage with Ashton Kutcher and Ty Lopez and Jack Canfield and Noel Lee and all these Steinbrenner and all these guys. It was just insane how my life elevated. So those two moments are pivotal moment that something catastrophic was happening that allowed me to either give up or just go back to the same old bullshit and digress. Mm. And the choices were easy for me because I had someone that I had to serve. And that's when I took off. So that's the mindset shift that I think people miss. You can't, you got to take those moments, use them as strength fillers rather than excuses not to win. Wow, that's that's an amazing story. It is, Todd. And and you know what? I, I agree with you. A lot of people, when they're at their lowest and, and they're looking up and they're looking for answers, they have that transformational change. But what about the people that need help before the final fall? How do you send the same message without them hitting rock bottom? Yeah, so Tim Grover has a quote where he always says, you know, if you if you get knocked down, stay down there for a little bit and actually feel what it feels like, right? See, the thing is, when I talked earlier about people's heart, someone may not have to get beat down as hard as I did to feel that pain, right? Some people have just had this sweet life where if they lose their job, all of a sudden the world is over. So you have to measure what that weight of hard means to people. But I can tell you that if you haven't hit rock bottom, God bless you. And I think that rock bottom is defined differently for each individual. But for those people that haven't hit rock bottom, I always say it's usually directly related to the people that you surround yourselves with. Look, I'll be 50 in a couple of years. And I'll tell you, for me, as I grow in life, my circle is a lot of people say it gets smaller. And the reason for that is because what you hear goes in here. And then what you listen to can really direct the path of your life. For me, I just get rid of the people that are negative, constantly complaining, arrogant, prideful. They don't know what real gratitude actually is. They're not grateful for the things that they have in their lives. 
I literally remove those people from my life only after I've tried to serve them. And I've recently found faith again. I was rebaptized a year, nine months ago, which is great. Uh, all that stuff. Still haven't read the entire Bible, so I'm no preacher by any means. But I can tell you this. When you have people that are in your life that are doing the wrong things, you got to try to serve them first, right? Forget all the preaching, all the God stuff. I can tell you right now that for me, it's the impact of people's lives that changed me. The more people I served and the more people I helped abundantly made my life stronger, mentally, mentally, physically, everything to where the point is I speak in these juveniles. You know, every month now, or I go talk to these kids that are, they're going to jail, man. They're eventually going to go to jail. And if you can save one of those lives, the payoff is worth way more than any monetary value that you could find. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're not serving people first, that means you're letting other people down. Now, not everybody's going to drink the juice and you may not be the person for them, but if you are, that's how your life changes. And that's how you stay above not hitting rock bottom. Oh, awesome. I love this conversation about serving. You know, one of the things that Bob and I are doing in the upcoming spring is we're having a careers in law workshop for students interested in careers in law, lawyers. We have found that the law schools really don't teach you about all the different occupations and trial tactics and things like that. And we're really trying to outreach to that demographic. You know, Todd, give, give me a hand. What's the messaging to this group? Why is it so important to educate yourself and take to go to the next level? Yeah, so here's the thing, man. So it's a, I'm a little biased because for me, I've had the luxury of growing up in the streets to where at 15 year old, I was knocking doors selling vacuum sweepers for a living. At 16, I was in a pool hall watching movement for six months before I ever held a pool stick. You know, uh, I got so good that I won massive tournaments in the pool. But I would sit there and I would watch people before I ever made a move. I'm right-handed. I play pool left-handed. And let's just say that I was really unstoppable, 16 to 18 years old. And I learned how to negotiate because I would watch two people negotiating against each other where, Dave, you might, you might be better than me at pool, but you're going to negotiate a deal where it's not really gambling because you're setting yourself up to win, right? I would watch body movement. I would watch, you know, facial expressions. I would watch their, I would listen to their tonality. I'd be playing gin with old guys who would pick up cards and put them in different places of their hands. So you can see movement and you have to kind of read people for a living. What I don't have is a college education. I've never had a day of college. Um, I don't have anything uh, past a high school degree. So I'm a little biased this way. I don't care if it's college you go to law school, you go to, or if it's, if it's school of the streets, Wherever you learn, you have the message has to be clear that you need to get the most out of what you're listening to. And unfortunately, there are a lot of college educated programs or people that say they're from the streets that don't actually have street sense mm. that are teaching people the minimalistic things just to get the fee like colleges do to be able to give them that, you know, to pass the bar and to do the things they need to become attorney. The truth is there's real world stuff out there. So when we go into businesses and we teach them sales and leadership and, and business practices that's from the real world. It's like getting a real estate license. I've got my broker's license, right? Have I ever used one thing in those books ever? No, right? It was just to get the license so I have it to go start selling something. What you guys are doing is giving real life expertise. These are the things that you're going to find out when you get out of law school. These are the things that they don't teach in the school. Now, God bless you for getting the education because it's needed. That being said, don't forget about the education that you need outside of what school offers. And we have been through that education. We've become we have a master's in our in our real world education, and we're going to serve you guys so you guys don't fall into the same traps that we did when we first started. 
and we're going to give you that fast track to success that we wish somebody would have given us. Yeah, I, I, I tell yeah. you what, that couldn't have been a better uh, pitch for what it is. And the reason we did this for many years um, and have helped so many students because there is that huge difference. Yeah, you got to go through the education piece. But that's just, my, like my dad is a 91-year-old attorney would say, that doesn't teach you anything. The street teaches you something. Common sense teaches you something. How the actual practice occurs teaches you something. The rest is the process you have to go through mm. to get there. So uh, I definitely love those sentiments. One more Listen. point on this. It, it reminds me of the back table almost. You know, where everybody scrambles to go to college or law school thinking that they are going to have a fortune on the other side of that diploma. And that is not, and by the way, the interest rates are the same too, right? Those private loans are the interest. Everybody thinks that the fortune is on the other side. It takes work, grit, discipline, habits, routine, mindset. Mentorship. I know it. Mentorship. That's where we're going to, we're going to stop right there. Uh, where can we real quick, where can we find you or people that want to, uh, talk to you about your services. Where do they go? Well, there's only one other Todd special that I've ever heard of, and he followed me on Instagram, which is very cool. But he's out of New York. I'm out of Orlando. I'm from upstate New York and Rochester. But it, all my social media is just at Todd Special. It's very simple T O D D S P E C I A L E. Okay. And yes, especially But, you know, everybody says special that uh, don't know speciality. how to do Well, this That's Italian fine. guy called you speciality. If you got the speciality down south, you're in the right spot. Especially <laughs> up north, there's probably a good guy. But that's not our speciality, and we're gonna. End you know, there. there's a lot of specialities in New York, as I'm, you know, you might be aware of. But they can also go to the website. It's msgaconsulting.com, or if you want me to speak or interested in any, you know, personal coaching, which I don't do a whole lot anymore, you can go to toddspecial.com as well. But on all social media platforms, it's just at Todd Special. All right, great, Todd. Thank you so much. You're listening to WMTR Radio. It's not the better truth. The Bob Bianchi, Dave Bruno, every Saturday on the radio at 10:30. Dave, where can they find the podcast? Yeah, nothing but the truth podcast.com and also. Bob, we're going to be live streaming on our social platforms. That's just another wrinkle coming out with nothing but the truth. And Todd, you know, exceeded my expectations. I knew you were going to be great, but you crushed it, bro. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Nothing but the truth. You're very welcome, man. Glad to be here, guys. We're the Bianchi Law Group, a team of former prosecutors and certified criminal trial attorneys. But here's the thing. He put himself in a box when he said... Relied on by CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, Law and Crime, and news leaders across the country for our criminal defense expertise. In a search warrant, you have to have probable cause that a crime's been committed and there's evidence in a particular place. When you need a law firm with courage, compassion, and the commitment to fight for you, call the Bianchi Law Group today.